everybody. Uh, this is Mark, and welcome again to another episode of Casual Nonsense. Uh, you know, while you're here, if you don't mind, we got a little like, click, share, follow, whatever social media platform you're on. I would appreciate the uh, the extra love. You know, I don't want your money. I just want your time. So appreciate you there. Uh, today, I'm with a super cool fella. Uh, I got Dylan Hudock with me today. Dylan, how's it going, man? Good, Mark. How's it going, man? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Man, I'm glad. Uh, I, I wanted to tell you when you first showed up too. I um, I have a huge pet peeve when like when people aren't on time and like you were early. Like so, <laughs> that's, that's that's been kind of brainwashed into me since I was a kid. That's Good. that's either file father raising me or the the army beating it into me. One of the two. Nice. Yeah. I if I and my friends will tell you too. If I'm not ten minutes early, I'm I'm like panic ridden anxiety. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, no, and I appreciate that because I, I'm always. I get stressed out. Wait, I'm like, oh, what are they doing? Are they late? Are they not coming? And like, you've been, you've been on this, you've been Johnny on the spot from this whole process. So I, I appreciate that. So, Love it. So right away, you're at the top of my, my favorite list Heck yeah. of guests. Uh, I'll take no, it. No offense, Brent, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right. So listen, you are, uh, you are one of the few people from Raleigh that still live in Raleigh. Yeah. Right. So uh, you spent some time in. You just, you just mentioned that you just spent some time in the military. You were in the army branch. Yeah, I was in well. the army. Yep. How long were you there for? So I was in 2012 to 2016. Okay. Uh, got out in 16 uh, right after our son was born and came back here to Raleigh afterwards. Okay, nice. And did you specialize in anything? Like you weren't a sniper or anything? Uh, no, it wasn't anything like that cool. I, although, like hindsight, I wish I had been. Right. <laughs> You'd probably still be enlisted right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, seriously. The wife would have killed me at that point. But um, no, yes, yeah, so I went in. I, I, uh, I tried doing ROTC in college when I was at state. And at the time, you know, parents paying for the school, they say you're getting your degree, that kind of thing. You can you can talk about the military later. And then so finally I get out, get a job like they wanted and I still was really interested in, in joining the military. This is so, the real job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After the after college. Um, so, yeah, I joined in 2012, um, was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas the whole time. I was in aviation. So we did uh, Black Hawk helicopters. So I was in an assault helicopter battalion. So. Got to do a lot of flying, a lot of cool stuff. Did you pilot it at all? No, no, no. So I, I operated a, a system in the back, um, a command and control system that we could use to kind of navigate the battle space and whatnot. So, so that you, was you were the guy in the chair behind the behind, behind the pilots, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Operating go. like five screens, and we'd either have like a, a commanding officer or like a VIP sitting in the back row, and he had a little screen at his legs that he could control as well. And so if he wanted to see a certain thing or he wanted me to patch him into a certain unit or a certain type of radio to contact other people or whatever, I was the one kind of command centering all of it for him. Okay. And so that was that was pretty cool. Nice, man. Uh, so you were also um... – you, I know you, you still you were in a band at one point. Are you still yeah. Now I, still I'm that like guy? the Renaissance man, right? I'm I'm doing all <laughs> the uh, the side missions in life. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, I grew up playing music. My dad got me into it as a kid. He was a musician. He played in bands, and I learned the guitar from like third grade on, um, and basically taught myself. I took lessons for a little while as a kid. Um, and, and then, then just, like, nah, I don't need lessons. Yeah, man, it, it's know. tough because like as a kid, you wanna you know I was into Zeppelin and I was raised on the Beatles and that's the kind of stuff I wanted to be playing. And he was teaching you like, you know, three blind mice. And I was like, no man, this, <laughs> this is terrible. Right. You're learning Jimmy crack yeah. corn and you're like, no, I want to play yeah. some eruption. I want to play some Halen, Jimmy Page. Know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I kind of self-taught myself the rest and have been playing in bands my whole life. I was in a, uh, like a blues 
kind of southern rock band up until our daughter was born last year. Okay. And then, you know, babies tend to to do that. And I had to, I had to mm, put that on hold I'm a little for familiar. a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fun fact, right? So I um I used to work with this kid. I was probably, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. And this kid was a musical genius. And he's like, hey, Mark, you should learn to play guitar. I'm like, I'd love to play guitar. Like, chicks love the guitar, right? Absolutely. Who doesn't want to play right. that? So we went out to, uh, you know, the music store. I bought an acoustic guitar and... I bought the music for uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. I'm like, all I want to do is just play the song. Like, that's it. I don't need to sing it. I don't need to do anything else. So I'm over there struggling with that thing for like, like the first week. I'm, you know, I might have had three chords down. So he comes over. He looks at it. And then within seconds, he just jams and plays the whole thing. I stopped playing guitar yeah, right then and there. Uh, I was brutal. like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, it's cool because with music and instruments, it's not like a sport, right? Where you can be too old to like pick up hockey or, or too old to yeah. like go live the glory days in football and whatnot. But with, with guitars and instruments, man, you're never too old. So, and it's, it's one of those things too, where you've got to put in the time and, and some people are naturally gifted. Mm. I, I've gotten to the point now where like, I can hear a lot of songs and most of the time just pick it up and start kind of figuring it out oh, as I'm cool. listening to it. But yeah. I mean, it just comes with time and yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't give it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't know. I have lost the drive for it, but um, so we'll see. That would have been something cool to know. I can do a couple of things on the piano. I had a, we had a piano in high school. So uh, my only claim to fame is I can play, uh, you know, the beginning of home sweet home. You know, so if there was a piano here, I'd do it right now. But oh, otherwise, love it. you take my word for piano it. Piano was one I, I never really got to play or learn. I, I always wish I had. And I, I think I've already made my world in guitar. I'm like, I don't know if I can start from scratch. My my buddy, Mike, if he's listening, he, he'll probably kick my butt for that. Because he's like a, he wants to learn every instrument you can think of. And he'll teach himself and he'll master it. And if unless he masters it, he hasn't truly learned how to play it and i i don't have that drive but I, I always get what drive i do have from him musically okay yeah he's in your band he well i played in, with him years ago after college we played in a band um here locally it was like a cover band we did a lot of a lot of fun stuff he's a phenomenal bassist but he can shred on the guitar he can tear up the drums he can play piano i mean the guy's crazy that's awesome yeah uh so all right so you got your you got you wear a lot of hats yeah. right uh, you also, you married, you got a couple of kids. You just had a, a second child not too long ago, right? Yeah. Our daughter, Lennon, uh, she was born February of last year. So she just turned a year old uh, about a month or two ago. Yeah. So you got, you got your hands full. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of all this, besides working a regular full-time job, um, you also own your own company. You're, you own a DJ entertainment business? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Oak City Entertainment. Oak yeah. City. Here in Raleigh, right? The Raleigh native boy. I, I, I'd like the name though, because Raleigh is the city of Oaks, yeah. you know, so that's a, and it's funny too, I, until I started the company, I didn't realize how many other businesses here locally kind of played on that. So you have like Oak city brewing, there's like Oak city meatballs, there's uh, Oak city, <laughs> like there's a, I mean, there's a ton of them. Oak city and meatballs. I'm I think we up. need to all just kind of like get a, a conglomerate of, of Oak city businesses yep. together and, and do something. But yeah, so Oak city entertainment, um, I started DJing actually when I was a kid because my dad was in a band and, so one thing led to another, I think, for a gig they had, and he ended up just DJing this gig. And he was like, wow, this is less equipment. <laughs> you, you you split the profit with less people. Yep. And usually I'm, I'm home well before you know 2 a.m. Like you're playing in a band, you're always home late. Yep. Um, so he started his own DJ company when I was in about middle school or high school. And I started helping him and 
starting to get my own gigs Picking as I got up. older. Yeah, and exactly. And so by the time I was at state, I was doing my own weddings. I was doing my own frat parties, socials, and sorority parties, and those kind of things. As a college kid, it was it was awesome. Oh yeah, everyone's inviting you to the party when you're oh, the heck, one playing yeah. the music. Right? You kidding me? And so then I get out of the army, and you know, I, I, I think I told you when we were just kind of hanging out before. If I learned one thing in the army, it was that I would I want to be my own boss. I don't want to be someone else's <laughs> right. subordinate anymore. Um, and so that's that was why I was like, you know, my dad ran his own business on the side doing this when I was a kid. Like, I could do this. And so I started the company, and we've got two other DJs now that work for me. And I think when we when COVID hit, we postponed almost 50 weddings that year. Wow. So, I mean, it's been every week, sometimes multiple per weekend, back-to-backs, doubleheaders, you name it. Um, and so we're still going strong. I love it. So everything that was postponed, so you didn't necessarily – you didn't necessarily lose the business. It was yeah. just this what because I mean these people are still gonna get married. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and they still want their reception. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like we knew the business was gonna come back as soon as people could start hanging out together again in person. Um and so I think out of all those weddings, we only had one actually cancel. The rest of them just postponed to twenty twenty one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um so since then it's been just back to normal. I mean, I th- I did weddings in twenty twenty up until like that fall, um, when people started coming back at their own risk, if you will. Um, so yeah. So you still do the weddings. You still, you still do the DJing. You said you got a couple guys working for you or girls, whatever. Um, you still, you guys just split the events. So you do the ones that you, you get the handpick as the boss um, and choose. Yeah, kind of right. I, I, there's a couple other DJ companies around here that do that. Um, where the guy who owns it, they kind of, they'll charge more for themselves because they're, you know, <laughs> they're like the celebrity DJ at this point, I yeah. guess I'm nowhere near like that. And I don't want to pretend to be. Um, so most of the time, if I get a referral and, and I work a lot with like your wedding planners and your venues, and so they're the ones that are, are throwing business over to us as the DJs and the, the other support kind of vendors, if you will. Um, and so if they're, if they're referred to me directly, then, then yeah, I will You'll tell them I'll be the DJ. If not, okay. they, I get, you know, direct inquiries for some of our other DJs as well. And so we'll, we'll book them out oh, or if good. I'm already booked, then I'll tell them that up front. And I'll say, but we have, you know, several other DJs. Yeah, but Steve here will be great yeah, or exactly. whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So you do more than DJ. So you do, um, I noticed you have like like lighting effects as well. You guys bring a whole, you bring a whole show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, and we have a couple different packages. I One of my favorite sayings too with the like clients when we're meeting with the couples is like, you know, we can make it a kiss concert or we can make it like as small <laughs> as you want. Right. We nice. can go lighting and effects. Um, we did a wedding a few years ago where it was a winter wedding and the bride wanted snow. And so she was like, do you guys have a fake snow machine? I was like, well, no, but now yes, we'll go, now I do. We'll go get now one. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really cool. let's do it. And we, we had a fake snow machine for her. So oh, that's pretty cool. We can do anything. What about, um, so I'm just, you maybe you have this already, but I didn't notice if you ha- you don't have like an in-house photographer. I feel like a little missed opportunity there. Yeah, it's weird because like photographers are are kind of their own niche. Like they, and no, no, no offense against the photographers, they're a dime a dozen too, right? Like most brides either already know who their photographer is going to be based on like prior experiences or friends of friends who've yeah, known it fair. and stuff like that. And so, a lot of times, even if you're in the local area as a photographer, like you're competing with photographers from all over the country because yeah. you can easily bring a photographer in from California and photograph your wedding here in Raleigh. Um, 
And so I didn't want to, I try, I thought about doing the event planning side of it as well. Like bringing in like event planners onto the Oak city team and doing like almost like a full package deal. Like you were, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it didn't go over so well in the market because, you know, event planners, are the ones who give us business. And so now if I'm competing with them directly, they're no longer going to give us business. And so I didn't want to mess up that dichotomy. And and that's why we just, we'll just stick with DJing and, okay. and lighting. I mean, if that's what you're good at, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you were, if you decided to say, hey, you know, I'm going to make this person be a photographer and they're subpar, we'll say, yeah. you know, then it's like, eh, you ruined that experience. Yeah, So exactly. that's, yeah, stick to what you know. Right, yeah, yeah. that's, I, exactly, that makes perfect sense to me. That's awesome. So how long you had that company? A couple so years? I started Oak City, um, geez, what was it, probably 2017, 2018. Okay. And we've been going full steam since every year. That's I awesome. took a little bit of a hiatus last year with Lennon being born, our, our second kid. Um, obviously, didn't want to be gone, you know, every weekend with, with the baby at home and then the seven year old at home as well. So yeah, my wife was appreciative of that. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's, that's good. That's cool, man. Um, so, all right. So another fun fact, I DJed once in my life. Nice. I was in, uh, I was in high school and I, I actually forgot all about this until <laughs> I, I was talking to you this week and it just, I don't know what it hit me. Uh, so we, it was, uh, I was a junior in high school and we had this dance in the gym. And so prior to that, I was, I was, I thought maybe I wanted to be a DJ. I'm like, oh, I can, I can do this. Yeah. Like, I sh- I quickly realized that I cannot do this, <laughs> so I'm no longer in that field. But uh, I knew a guy that worked with a girl who, whatever, her husband was a DJ. So I started kind of shadowing him. Um, I'd go and kind of just be his grunt, if you will. Like, hey, let me help you move the the speakers and the equipment. Yeah. And I would just watch and learn. I did that a couple of times. I don't think he paid me at all, but. Uh, so then when we had this this dance coming up at the high school, I, I want to say we were maybe junior, junior in high school, maybe. And there was another guy that I knew that he was a lot of personality, right? Uh, his name was Mike. And he was, he's like, hey, let's partner up. Let's do this. And I'm like, let me, see. I, I know a guy I can probably get his equipment. So long story short, we put the, we put the bid in, we got it. So he was the microphone guy, and yeah. I was kind of the I was the guy behind the guy, yeah. you know. And um, it was okay, like it was all right. But I realized after that that I was like, you know, that's I don't think that's my jam. Well, it's tough too, man, because like with schools and and kids, like I stay away because high you school mess, kids can well, be especially mean. yeah nowadays too, man. <laughs> you've got social media. Like if you if you piss off one sixteen year old at a high school party, like. They're they're ruining you on social media yeah, like immediately done. and yeah. and then it's like the, the battle between like playing like the songs that they want to hear which are are dirty and not have any like purpose in at a school function and yep. and then being a cool DJ right so I I stay far away from school events so like, let me ask you though uh, so you're you're not a twenty year old right no. so so when you're DJing these weddings right how do you stay up to date on the music so that is funny because you. Probably wouldn't expect, I mean, and it depends because I, I get older and the brides and, de- and and grooms that I'm DJing for stay the same age, right? right. They're all, uh, you know, 20s and getting married and I'm 35 now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny though, they don't want the newest music. And that's something that I don't think people, a lot of people realize at a wedding Hmm. Most because most people don't know all of the newest hit music. Now, if there's something that's like just a ultra mega hit right now, then yeah, of course we'll probably play that. But for the most part, they want the hits, they want the classics, they want the hits, and so yeah. I'm still playing the stuff that like we grew up to in the '90s and 2000s okay. at most weddings. And the dance floors are you got packed. some House of Pain in there every yeah, single every time. time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep. and they are packed. Yeah, that's and awesome. They don't want the newest Drake or the newest whatever that's out there. They want to hear like 
your your hits from back in the day. Yeah, I'd be I'd have you shook me all night long on a loop, dude. I'd be like, hey, that's easily it works. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> a little money money in there, like get the crowd going. And that's know. the thing too is I start I usually start really wide variety up front to get you know because you've got older family there, you got grandma, grandpa, yeah, aunts and fair. uncles. So yeah. we we want everyone to have fun. So I get the older crowd out there, we get the younger crowd out there, and then as the night gets a little bit later and. You know, grandma and grandpa are heading out. It thins we'll, out. Yep. We'll start getting down into the the 2000s hip hop and your you know stuff like that, and that's when it gets really fun. But by that point, they're already having a blast. Do you bring props? No, like, you don't bring like uh, I don't know, like uh, what are they, the the glow sticks? Yeah, or glow no, necklaces? we don't do that. So like, if a couple wants to have them at their party, they'll usually supply them, and then I'll you know throw them out if we have to. Okay, but I don't I don't bother with any that's, of that. That's not okay. Yeah, that's funny. Um. All right, so I know that uh, you're a big hockey fan. Oh yeah. So um, I didn't I haven't talked to you about this since, but you know the the Hurricanes here in Raleigh just had their Stadium Series game, and uh, what I remember reading, and I, again I meant to I meant to comment on it to you, but um, I forget I didn't write down the quote that you said. I think you referred to it as a uh, a black eye for the city of Raleigh yeah. for the uh, the traffic problems in here. So I didn't have the same experience you did. Mine getting in and out was while it was trafficy. I didn't sit out there for two, three hours or whatever. Like I read a lot of like the forums out there where people you yeah. know, really complaining about it. And um, but overall, it's a good experience. But the traffic in and out, you know, the problem is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my opinion on this because you know because I can. Um, you know, when the NHL comes in and they do these things, you, you're taking everyone from the the NC State Arena and the PNC parking that know the place. And you're you're sending them all home, yeah. and you're bringing in NHL people that have no idea, right? Right. So I had a parking pass, uh, so I come in and I'm rolling through, and I pull up to a couple people. I'm like, "Hey, I'm looking for this lot," and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know. Like, go park over there." And then when we parked, no one checked my ticket, no one cared where we were, and I was like, "Hey, you don't care, I don't care." Like, right. You yeah. Know? But I feel bad for the people that paid for parking that that didn't have to, <laughs> you know, like right you. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the funny thing. Cause I was actually talking to a guy about this yesterday at my son's football practice and the NHL comes in, like you said, I agree completely. Like they, you, you got to let the local organizations that do this day in, day out, right. run it. And I, I think it's such a control freak thing from their perspective that they want to be in charge. But I heard that same story from every single person that I talked to about their experience. I must have been the only guy in my in my circle <laughs> that went down Edwards Mill instead of going another way. But yep. coming from Wake Forest down, it's the most direct route. I go to all the state games every Saturday to that route. So you I know. Take, you know the yeah, path. I know yeah. the path. It's the same one I take for sellout state football games. And I've never in my life sat in four hours of gridlock traffic like I did that day. Oh, uh, no way. We had a tailgate we were supposed to have over 40 people come to. And we were hosting it. I had all the food. I had all the music. I was. I brought my <laughs> DJ speakers. Like we were gonna have a party all afternoon, and wow. we left our house at one fifteen, one thirty, and I didn't park my truck until five thirty that afternoon. That's awful. I was half in the bag by five thirty. I'll be. I'll be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. And so we ended up getting to Wade Avenue, pulling to Yui, and going and parking in that Reedy Creek park and ride, and taking a shuttle into the game. Just left your stuff in the truck and said, "Forget." Yeah, we tailgated for like an hour. And and then went in and I was I was fuming and plus it was one of the coldest days of the year yeah. too which didn't help yeah. much right yeah it was it was it sucks because like it was the biggest event I think Raleigh has ever hosted uh, apart from concerts or festivals or something like that I, that's those are cool and those are fun but you, there's nothing that's been this 
hyped up. I mean, they had parties downtown for this leading up to that event. Yeah. They had parties yeah. that day leading up to it. And there's been nothing that I have remembered since I've lived here uh, that has been as big as that. And I hope they do it again. I don't know what the what the rotation is when we get that back, but overall, I mean, the game itself phenomenal, was a blast. Yeah, yeah. They had the opening ceremony, and I had posted a video from it, but uh, which you know, me and a thousand other people, right? Between the the light show and the, oh, it was they did it right. It I, I'll phenomenal. give them that. Yeah, there's a few things, and I think the parking thing. I, I guess my biggest issue is. They knew that was going to be an issue. It happened at the Beyonce concert at Carter Finley. It happened at the U2 concert at Carter Finley. And I I was reading articles about it leading up to the Stadium Series game where they were talking about these known traffic issues when outside parties come in and try and organize it. And they still didn't do anything to to fix it. And so that was my biggest problem with it. Wow. I wonder what kind of contracts make maybe that's part of the problem yeah you know it has to there's got to be a happy medium where they can still get their money but you can still not put a put a black guy if you will on on the town or yeah. city of rally so uh, other than that man get the canes getting a w the the experience of being outside in north yeah. carolina and watching hockey that was unreal it was super cool yeah yeah how were your seats we were so my son plays through the junior canes and so we got we got our seats through that organization they did like an early pre-sale so we were upper deck, but we were literally like first row on the balcony, if you will, oh, nice. on the upper deck. So we could see everything, we could hear everything. They were they were great seats, oh, and really we got cool. them for pretty cheap too. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. even better. <laughs> the prices on that aftermarket leading up to it were insane. Yeah, I saw some of the ticket prices that people were selling them for, and I'm 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 happy. Like I'm fortunate enough to work for a company where I was able to have some tickets, you know, yeah. come across my way. So it cost me zero dollars, yeah. which is nice. Um, but yeah, I've seen, I saw some of the prices that were out there for those. There was people that were giving them up willingly because they could make that kind of money off. Right. Of right. I was like, well, I, uh, we're going to go to the game instead, but it's, it's nice to know that that many people in North Carolina are interested in hockey. I actually want to go. Yeah. yeah. It's come a long way. It has. You know? I mean, you've been here, you know, essentially all your life, you know, so you see when the team first got here yep. and I've become a bigger Canes fan since I've been here. Yeah. You know, I'm from Boston. I'm still I'm still a partial Bruins fan as well. Um and I know that by the time this airs the game's over, but they're playing tonight. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a big game tonight. Man. Be a I'm, I'm a little game. nervous. Last yeah. night was a great game. So my my wife Casey and our son went to the game last night. Um the Toronto game and that was oh man, that game was unreal. Did I see that um you got an autograph on, yeah, a, on a jersey. Yeah, so they, they went, and we've been wanting to do this. Did you stock the parking lot? Is they that... did. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, everyone knows about it. You you wait for the players to come out on that back entrance, mm-hmm. and you can maybe meet them if they feel like stopping. And they met several of the guys last night on their way out, and my son just was beside himself. That's he was, awesome. He had a blast. I mean, he's seven too, so this is like these are his idols. Uh, man. The, like, but that's the memory he's going to have. Yeah. Like, he's going to be a fan of. Um, was it Slavin that signed his? Yep, uh, he met Slavin, Slavin, he met Burns, and he met Kochetkov. If, the he, can, if he can pronounce his name, he's going to be a fan for life. Yeah, right? oh, he, yeah. And what's great too is it's not just the Canes that he's a fan of. Like, and it's cool because with hockey, especially with kids hockey. So I coach both of his teams. I coach his travel team and his house league team. And it's so different from any of the other sports that I've seen with kids playing, like with soccer, right? You throw your kid out there. And you're like, all right, I know nothing about soccer. You know nothing about soccer. <laughs> Run that way. Timmy, go play soccer. Yeah. Yeah. So with hockey, it's different, man. Like the parents are into it. They might have played. They're huge fans. The kids are already fans. They can name more well, players in the NHL than I can. To play hockey is a commitment. Yeah. Right? Like financially for the parents as well. Absolutely. But, I mean, you're, you can't just – in soccer, like – 
just to fit your argument here, it's not like, oh, I'm going to buy some cleats and the uniform and pay the fee and yeah. I'm in. You're like the pads and the equipment to try out hockey. That's not exactly the way it goes. And then time commitment. You have to learn to skate first and then you learn how to play hockey. That's that's true. That's <laughs> so true. It's like you have to master one thing and then you've got to completely start from scratch and master the other thing. And so in coaching them, it's like that too. It's like, I have to remember like these are seven-year-olds, but some of them can skate like they're they're born to be NHLers. It's it's unbelievable wow. how how fast some of them learn. But then where I was going with that is that you can see it in their IQ and in how fast they're learning to play the sport because they come in already a fan. They come in already knowing enough about the game that, that kids that are just joining soccer or basketball teams or whatever, they are years ahead of them in terms of their knowledge of the sport. I see. It's, so, it's unbelievable. So the younger they start, it's probably the better. Well, yeah, that. And it's, I think it's just specific to hockey, too, because you have to be in it to, like, for the real, the real deal to, to actually get the kid to, into to hockey. Know, yeah. 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 Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I really enjoy the experience of being at hockey games. Um, it sounds like you really, really enjoy it to the point <laughs> now you're coaching it. Yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, and that was the thing. I didn't grow up skating or playing hockey. Like I have a cousin that played in the NHL, which is cool. You would think I might've played as a kid, but I didn't. Okay. I remember when the Canes first came to town here, we were at the first couple games and I remember when they won the cup, I was there for that. Nice. Um, and so seeing him start learning how to skate and play hockey. And when we were working together, you and I, we were getting the same kind of tickets and Lincoln fell in love with, the hurricanes and we were like, let's get him on the ice, man. And then I fell in love with it. And I was like, you know what? I could do this myself. And so now I play hockey on my own team. I coach his hockey. Oh, that's cool. It's it's, yeah. I got a game tonight. (laughs) No, no kidding. That's awesome, man. That's cool. I love it. It's, and it's a great, I mean, for me, it's a great workout and it's fun to get together with the guys every Sunday night. We drink some beer, play some hockey. And so, so, um, so to play hockey, you got to be in fairly good shape. I mean, Looking at you, I know that you're in good shape. I'm in the military background. So you were telling me earlier you just did the uh, – what's it called? The hard 75? Oh, 75 hard. Yeah. 75 hard. Yeah. Um, was playing hockey your motivation for that or – Actually, yeah. Testosterone? I, mean, I don't know. Like, no. <laughs> so like I – dude, I so I – you know, COVID hit and we all started drinking beer on Tuesday nights <laughs> and Thursday nights and yeah. Friday nights. And it just – it added up, man, for three years of not really taking care of myself and – just thinking like, oh, I don't have to go into work tomorrow. I'll, I'll eat and drink whatever I want. And right. Yep. So you, you kind of get into that that habit. And so I realized I got up to 260 pounds. And I'm a tall, lanky guy. I shouldn't be 260 pounds. Um, and so a good friend of mine that actually worked with us, uh, uh, James Agro. I don't know if I could say his name. I guess yeah, I can. Well, I don't mind. I don't know if he minds. But <laughs> <laughs> he, What's up, James? He did the program. And I mean, it was life. I did see him changing. Actually. I saw his results. before and after photos. Yes. Actually, yeah. I mean, mind blowing. And so, usually, you know, I, I take a grain of salt with some of these diet programs. But I was like, I know this guy. Like, I work with him. Yeah. If he can do that, I sure as heck can do it. That's the best testimonial, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I researched it. I took about a month or two to kind of get mentally prepared. I made sure my wife was cool with this because so the program is you work out twice a day. Okay. Um, one workout has to be outside, regardless of the weather. Okay. No excuses. No excuses. Okay. Forty-five minutes each for the workouts, okay. and they have to be spaced apart. I think three hours or so. Okay. So you can't like go for a quick run outside for forty-five minutes and then come right in to work out in the gym and, and call like day. an hour and a half, like, and we're done <laughs> with everything. No, it's got to be spaced out. Okay. Um, so it's more of like a mental challenge than it is like a physical thing too it's of course physical but anyway so you do the two workouts one has to be outdoors follow a diet it can be any diet um 
Can't be the beer on Tuesdays and Fridays. Yeah, no. So the next one I was going to say is no alcohol. Um, You have to drink a gallon of water a day. And then you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book a day. So a lot of them are, have to be kind of like self-improvement type books. And okay. so I ended up reading like four or five books throughout this, which is wow. the, the mental kind of portion of it. Um, you do the workouts. You, you know, it's just – it's unbelievable. And so it's 75 days straight, no days off, no rest days, no cheat days. If you miss any of those checklist items, you start back at day one. Wow. And so, again, I had to make sure, you know, my family was okay with this because it's a pretty big commitment to be doing that. Right. Um, and then picking the diet for me was the most important thing because I've failed at diet programs before. I tried keto. I tried fasting. I tried all this other stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I knew it had to be something that I am not going to fail. And so I set it up for easy for myself. So for the diet, I did no fast food, no fried food, no sugary garbage. Eat clean, you know, home-cooked meals. And that's what I stuck with. And I ended up losing about 30 pounds at the end of it and got back down to about 230. I want my, my ideal weight was like 220. Um, so I still got some, but 230 though, probably gained some muscle on the way. Yeah. Well, and then again, like you said, was it, was it hockey that inspired me to do it or, and so I, yeah, so I had been playing hockey before I did this and I mean, I was just worn out during games at the end of the game. I was like, man, I can't even move my legs when I'm on the ice. I'm so tired. And I noticed how the stamina went up the energy came up good the strength came up yeah. i was flying around like a, a teenager on the ice after <laughs> like a, i got like a seven year old yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and and then i started lifting heavier and, and now that i'm off of it i still am like lifting and working out obviously i'm not doing two workouts a day but i train legs like three days a week now and that's it's been the difference i mean wow. a huge difference and just not only just playing hockey but how i feel on a Saturday when I'm walking out around and hanging out with the kids. Well, you have a lot of energy. You're not as lethargic with things, I'm yeah. sure. I've heard that program in different levels. Um, so to hear you describe it, someone described it to me uh, not too long ago, and I think they called it like a like a hard 40 or 50 or something like that. Yeah. But a lot of the details you explained were the same. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, congratulations to you, first off, for doing that, because I think that is that is a commitment on its own. You know, so... Uh, just to be the skeptical side of it for a little bit, what makes it easier for you? Not by no means do I think any of that's easy. By the way, but when you work from home, that's definitely a little easier because you Absolutely. can get up, work out. You don't have to worry about oh, I got to go sit in traffic. Yep. You know what I mean. So, um, and I don't want to make excuses before I even think about doing this, but that's that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a for me personally, I'm a horrible dieter, if you will. Yeah. You know, I, I love me some nachos. You know, um, I can go a little bit. I, I went a couple weeks recently with. I was eating no bread and I was eating no chips. Um, I don't do a lot of soda anyway. Yeah. Um, but we all have our different vices that we have to yeah. have, you know. So um, it's really hard to keep that up. So it, you you would need your wife's support, which yeah, you got. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I would have failed in uh, two weeks if if she was not on board with it. If she's tempting you with, yeah. uh, hey, or, we're gonna go out to eat real quick. Uh, yeah, or that, or even just like you know, getting mad, like oh, you got to go do your stupid outdoor workout. Like right. I need you to take care of the baby right now, and so like she knew going into it like what it was going to involve and if i if she hadn't have been on board i would have never been able to finish yeah that's good wow yeah. yeah and it was i mean that the the mental part of it was the most challenging because like you said like we've all got our vices and yeah it's the consistency it's like on days when it was cold and raining i knew i still had Ooh, to go outside that's tough. and do a 45 minute workout and that's tough and so that's it's like at one point you just got to be like you know what i'm just going to do it there's nothing that I'm not going to fail because I'm not going to let myself fail at this program. And so you just got to suck it up and do it. And that was the biggest like mental 
challenge about the whole thing is just just suck it up and do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know that I could do the 75 one, but I, I would I would consider a, a smaller one, but I'd have to plan ahead, kind of like it sounds like you did. I'd have to plan ahead with the books. I'd have to plan ahead with um, the food. Um, yeah. You know, we I go to uh, Orange Theory Fitness. My, my wife and I have been going there for years. Uh, we took a break at the end of last summer, and now we're trying to get back into it, trying to jumpstart it. We had about six months off from that. Um and that's been a it's been a challenge, you know, to get back to it, try to like, get that motivation back to go. And I think it, I think these things snowball. You know, it can snowball negatively if you don't go. But I'm trying to force that snowball in a positive way to say, well, let's just string a couple of days back together. I get up this morning actually, and I went for it was nice out, so I went for a run. And I just, you know, it's like a mile and a half around. There's a big neighborhood block that I do. And I didn't feel like going to Orange Theory this morning. I was like, ah, that's, that's a lot of work, you know. <laughs> but I said, you know what, I don't want to do nothing. As long as so you're moving. I get up, I went for a yeah. run, I said, I, f- I feel pretty good about it. Um, and we'll see where the rest of the day takes me. But Yeah, um, yeah but it's awesome. I, I think that being healthy is, is super important. And I think what that's going to show, too, with, um, you know, when, as the kids get older and they see you eating, eating right, right. reading, working out, you know, then they're going to want to do the same thing. Yeah. And it just promotes, I think, a good culture like in the house altogether. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that's, I think one of my favorite things I heard recently on another podcast was about like leadership was like, everyone is a leader, whether you are like formally in like your job or, or you, you're a leader at your house. Cause you have your kids, you have your, your family and, and what you do is always kind of role modeled and follow like your kids see everything, man, everything they see and hear absolutely everything. So teaching him proper nutrition, proper fitness, like you gotta be healthy you got to stay in shape and it's just part of life and having him being raised like that it's like this is good this is hopefully he'll take that with him and and kind of continue on that path yeah no i think they will that's awesome you know and and as you mentioned it's having the the spousal support and all that stuff too and with her thinking the same way so um you know that's pretty cool we yeah we actually my wife and i talked about doing it together this um doing like another round of 75 hard this spring or late spring, kind of early summer, and she'll do it with yeah, you. Yeah, and we were gonna do it together this time. It, it, she, she just changed jobs, and now, like you said, she's commuting, so it might be a little bit more challenging to do the workouts. But I think we would probably just have to get off schedule. Maybe do one workout together and something like that. But yeah, she's she'd be pretty pumped at it, and she'd be great at it. She'd crush it because yeah, because she's in shape, she, right? Yeah, so. well, and she's hard headed too, <laughs> so she's not gonna quit. She between her and I, I think that the the hard headedness is our kids get it. Honest man, yeah, real bad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so this is um, is this your first time being on a podcast? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I, I've always been fascinated with them, and I listen to a bunch of them. And I, I, I've wanted to start my own for a while, but never really did. Nice. But um, yeah. So once I found out that you had one, man, I was like, oh, dude, that's so cool. Like, I want to listen to it. I want to hear how it goes. And yeah. then you invited me on, so I was pumped. I'm I'm happy to have you, man. I think that this has been this has been really cool. Um, you know, and and you fit 100 percent into the theme of what this show's about. Which, uh, you know, if you're listening, you know, it's about a bunch of nonsense, and we're just talking about your everyday life, some of the challenges that you've gone through. Because maybe someone listening is, is something similar. Right. Um, and in case I forgot to mention earlier, you know, thank you for your service in the military. By the way, uh, I think it takes a certain kind of kind of person to to, to be in the military. Um, and I know that I'm I never was that kind of person. So, you know, I'm I'm thankful for those people that do serve 
you know, and I, you know, have respect for the freedoms that have been provided. I don't want to sound like Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Jack, you know, in, <laughs> in the movie, but, but whatever, you know, so, yeah. uh, so I appreciate you there. Um, but yeah, man, this was awesome. Um, I'm glad you were able to come on. Um, we'll get you in the, in the show notes below. We'll have the, anyone's interested in the DJ or entertainment business, uh, going on, uh, include the light show. It sounds like that's gonna be pretty cool. And we can now add snow to the Dude, <laughs> snow yeah. machine. We'll right? make it snow in August. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I'm going to put all that information below. Um, anything else? We miss anything that, uh, no, not at all, man. Just keep listening to the show and spread the good word. Awesome. Awesome. I man. had a blast. Cool, man. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for checking in and, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.